Screenless. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Creative Cuppa. I hope you're well and your day is looking fabulous. It's a funny day, isn't it, Tuesday? You're into the week, but it's nowhere near the weekend. Anyway. Now, I set Screenless up as an audio brand in 2018 to create original content away from the screens we use so much every day. This podcast is produced under the Screenless brand, as you'll have heard from the opening ident. I love the fact that if you're listening to this, there's a chance you're not looking at your phone or computer screen. If you are, stop it. Go on. Give yourself 10 minutes of pure audio. Although I've been composing music for a long time, I still feel relatively new to the audio content industry. Today's guest, on the other hand, he's an audio fiction veteran. His words, not mine. And browsing his website confirms that. He's produced so much content. I'll put a link in the show notes to his website so you can see for yourself. So, if you're sitting comfortably or out walking or on your skateboard... I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Jack Bowman, multi-award winning audio producer. Welcome to Creative Cuppa. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? It's been a, it's been a long year, hasn't it? It has been a long year. It almost feels like five years. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Someone said to me, like, uh, the, the, the best way of putting it uh, when you say, how are you doing? So, like, pandemic fine, you know, because there's lots of terrible, horrible things yeah. happening out there. And you're in here and, and you're well, you're healthy, but obviously you've got your pressures yeah. and your mental health and all these things to look after. So pandemic fine is where, where I'm at. Yeah. There's a weird sort of guilt, isn't there, about moaning too much or feel like yeah. you're moaning too much because obviously other people have it way worse than we do indeed um, yes. but talking of time you've worked in the podcast and non-radio broadcast space for over what 15 16 years mm-hmm. how did you get started in that and and was it a conscious decision to avoid working in radio no uh back in the day i think i, I, I try and piece this together a bit now i, I suddenly realized how long i've been doing this but at the time, things like the BBC felt very inaccessible, very, very distant. And, you know, there was a lot of us in London, particularly in the London dungeon, that were just muddling along as, you know, actors, you know, scaring tourists, but, you know, we were going for our auditions. And <laughs> there was a lot, a lot of lot of brilliant talent in that actor's company at the time. People like Ben Whitehead, who now does uh, Wallace for Wallace and Gromit, and Matt Berry, Toast of London, etc. Uh, and a lot of us were getting frustrated, so people started putting on their own plays. I went and wrote a play called Frozen, which we put on at the Oxford Arms in Camden, and the etc. Theatre. And around about the same time, Marielle Runnicker Temple, who'd been a um, Carlton Hobbs finalist for her drama school, and if you if you don't know the Carlton Hobbs, that's a competition where the students who win that competition win a contract to the BBC Actors Company. She got to the finals, didn't win the, the the place in the actors' company. And after a couple of years, around about the same time, uh, she just had this idea, which was like, let's just record our own radio plays, as it was back then, online radio, as it was known. <laughs> and we, we would just put them on a website and people could download them as MP3s. So she came to see Frozen. She loved it. She asked me if I would 
basically let her have the play to just you know record as an audio drama went on a website and it stayed there for six months people were pulling it down from all over the world and the rest as they say was history we just went on this path where within a year the ipod arrived podcasting then became the sort of collective phrase for all of this and as the industry's grown as uh you know my development has grown within audio drama it it was like suddenly i just found the niche i was looking for creatively and that's kind of been the journey mm. of the last 15 16 years i was going to ask you about the 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 changing media actually the the ipods and the smartphones coming in starting to appear yeah. that must have felt like a really kind of evolutionary time for the audio industry it, yes it was because uh, what very quickly happened within about a year was we just started making all this content and we were just putting it on websites and then RSS came along and then the iPod came along. And originally, like we were saying, like this is um, re- like audio drama for the podcast generation, I think was that the, the original yeah. phrase wireless used back then. But uh, what very quickly happened was we had people like uh, Timothy West and uh, Prunella Scales and Richard O'Brien suddenly to look and go, oh, this is kind of like an alternative way to make the kind of audio drama we don't get to make at the BBC. So we suddenly started having this this little pool of people going, we kind of like the freedoms that the the production company is offering because we didn't have to adhere to Ofcom, we didn't have to adhere to BBC guidelines or anything like that. Um, So we started to get like a few people coming in and, you know, then people started bringing us their passion projects and, you know, before long, we just, within two years, we were just going, this is absolutely nuts. You know, Stephen Fry, <laughs> you know, he he heard about the company and he would like, he would accept every script we sent him to read. It took four years, <sighs> wow. but eventually he found one he liked and he came in, did his stuff. So I, those early days though, just got stressed. Podcasting wasn't what it is today, particularly not what it's become in the last couple of years. So back then, the kind of work we were doing, I think, was seen by a lot of names to sort of do fun, experimental, alternative, kind of non, you know, license fee funded audio content. Mm. But without that glorious tradition that the BBC has upheld for 90 plus years, I don't think it would have actually allowed this kind of very unique breeding ground we have in the UK of a yeah. lot of great podcast uh, scripted content creators, which we now see today. Yeah. So... You know, we kind of just were just doing our own thing because BBC was <laughs> over there, we're over here. Um, when you say we, you mean you mentioned Wireless, the the Wireless Theatre Company, which is a, yes. a, a huge name in the audio industry, of course. Absolutely, and there were there were a few others as well experimenting at the time, like Tin Can Podcast, and oh god, it's been a long lockdown <laughs> in, 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 in those early days. And there were, there were there were like some grassroots of the same thing happening in the US as well. Uh, but, you know, we were just experimenting, finding new ways to showcase new talent that maybe hadn't tried audio or actively wanted to get into the radio or, you know, the BBC felt that inaccessible. And it was also kind of felt like a playground where you could sit down and say, you know, I, you want to test yourself. And the, the one thing I will always give Marielle credit for is normally, see, I started as an actor, then kind of veered into writing, went through a terrible play. Uh, then uh, I, and I was just saying, like, oh, I think I think I can direct better than this guy's directing me. And three weeks later, Mario gave me a script and went, here you are, oh, would you like to direct okay. a play? And not many companies actually would do that. Do you know what I mean? They would yeah. actually pigeonhole you creatively and say, you're the actor, you're the writer, you know, 
part of that experimentation was kind of allowing individuals to grow and try new things. So if you wanted to direct, yeah, okay, no problem. We'll give it a go. You wanted to write something? Let's have a look. And I think that's, you know, set up a lot of, a lot of very, very clever and creative people. Otherwise, it's actually really tough to kind of sidestep, isn't it? And, yeah. and try and get into something else. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Stephen Fry there and Timothy West, but I mean, there you've worked with some pretty huge names like uh, Sophie Yoconido, Tom Conti, Kate Mulgrew. That's Janeway from Voyager for the Voyager, Trekkies. Yeah. And yeah. as a producer, you're meant to take everything in your stride, of course. But have you ever found yourself just completely <laughs> starstruck? Uh, well, I mean, i got to say, a lot of the time, a lot of the early stuff, I was kind of very lucky. So Stephen Fry, it just happened because I'd been attached to the previous script. So he right. kind of bought in the sequel, and that was pure luck. A lot of the names you mentioned there, that, that's kind of when I moved over to working with Audible UK. Ah, Audible. Love, love global talent and yeah. like global names like Sophie and, and Tom. And, and uh, Patterson Joseph is just like the loveliest man in the world. <laughs> um, he's the only actor ever to pull me to one side and say, Jack, how are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, but no, no, no actor ever asked how the producer's doing. But yes, Starstruck. I'd, I'd say the most extraordinary day we ever had was when uh, Brian Blessed came into the studio. Well, extraordinary <laughs> and Brian Blessed are mutually exclusive, aren't they? I think it's on his birth certificate. <laughs> uh, so was. Always got a spit take there. <laughs> no, because like he, he, first of all, he's very self-aware about his star power. He is also, in, like, believe it or not, what, very generally softly spoken. It's what we, he, he differentiates. So I, I'm Brian or I'm Brian Blessed. And that's how we directed. It's like, which one do you want? Brian or Brian Blessed? But he just walked in with such intense magnetism. Like he sat there, we're supposed to record, and engineers paid by the hour, as you know. <laughs> and he sat there and he decided to tell a little story about him climbing uh, the Himalayan mountains. And this story went on for an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> but what he was actually doing was he was relaxing the room and kind of dissipating the I'm Brian Blessed factor. Yeah. And he said, right, now we're ready to walk. You know what? Did his stuff, came out of the booth, told another story for 40 minutes. <laughs> And I remember this. I was desperate for the loo at the end of the session, but it came out and you just could not take your eyes off. Yeah. And I actually forgot I needed the toilet because it was wow. that, magne that magnetic and walked away. And the engineer did not pay for the extra time, did not charge us. Well, literally just the recording hours. That's so, amazing. They must have had uh, a good time doing it too. I'll, qu I'll quickly tell you this story. The most starstruck I got uh, with, with Brian, we were in the middle of a take. And we had this relationship where he could do a line. If he didn't like it, he'd go back and he'd do it again. He knew what he was doing. It was very easy to direct him. But he also would allow me, if I wanted a retake, he'd come back. And I'd say, let's do it again. It was all fine. And he did this beautiful take. And he paused. And he just sighed under his breath. And he said, Jack, I'm sorry. I'm being a... <laughs> I'll do it again better. <laughs> and all I could think of in that, because he swears like a trooper, but all I could think about in that moment was, uh, you know, work with big names. We actually really made an effort to get to know my name, what my name was, use yeah. my name, and actually throw me these little gags as director. And it was just like, I think it's the most magical time I had working with a big name. That's lovely. That's lovely. I think you can tell, can't you, with people why they're doing what they're doing. Mm. 
I do, I do have a lovely collection off the back of Expeditionary Force because we had, as you say, Kate Mulgrew, Robert Picardo, and Zachary Quinto um, all working on that. So we, we yeah, for Trekkie fans, we crossed the timelines. <laughs> we got Kelvin and Prime in there, and because uh, the, a lot of the record they were all done in isolation uh, over in the US. Uh, the production team uh, afforded me the rare honor where I have outtakes of each single one of them swearing at me. Oh, fantastic! They were actually coached and what to, how to insult me, and they sent over the clip saying, "Here's Robert Picardo telling you to go go away." <laughs> That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Last year, you were awarded the UK registered trademark of Audio Marvels for mm. a decade. Yes. What does that mean, and what plans are you now? Are you realising any plans, or are they put on hold? No, well, yes and no. So I'm I am looking to be building a new production company in the years ahead. Now it may have uh, escaped many people's notice uh, that the last few years has been particularly bad for working out how to set up a business or how to take one forward or you know how the world's going to look <laughs> from this year onwards. So what I did was I looked at the idea first of all. Audio Marvels is, has been created to be a label. And that label is about real high concept, high quality, forward thinking, audio drama or scripted podcast drama that, that actually takes advantage of the medium and, and uses it in a way where it's not like online radio. It's about making fully realized audio movies and giving it huge scale and creating big, exciting stories that really sound fresh for the 21st century. Um, so I basically I've, I've trademarked that label for 10 years to lock it down for when I'm ready to launch the company. So at the minute, the label is being used across certain, uh, certain productions. It's being used on Unsinkable. It's being used on Circles. And there are projects ahead. But also within that, even though the company doesn't exist, there's certain infrastructure I'm building right now. We're looking at ways to change the uh the approach of, of writing scripted audio drama, uh, looking at ways to improve uh, workflow, particularly the last thing I've been doing, uh, the thing I've been doing for the last three years has been looking at US, UK co-productions because the podcast okay. market has exploded over there. So it's, it's a label, it's a brand to put on really good, exciting podcast content, which will naturally evolve into a production company in the next few years. Yeah. But first, we kind of got to let the economy settle down a little bit because it's going through a bit of a shock yeah. or two. But it, it doesn't stop me using that that brand label now and and building up a catalogue. And that also still, at the minute, gives me the freedom to work with uh, some really, really great producers, both here in the UK, US, and uh, maybe even as far as India, he said mysteriously. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Jack, it's been absolutely delightful having a chat with you where can people find you online if they want to look out your work well most of it is on my website which is uh jackbowman.net the audio marvels website is currently under construction so we're working on that so yeah uh, www.jackbowman.net and you can contact me through contact form there if anyone wants to chat all things scripted scripted audio lovely thank you very much uh for now jack bowman Thank you ever so much for joining me for a cuppa. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gareth. Take care.
Thanks again to Jack for his time and company. All of his links are in the show notes, so go and have a browse on his website. It's a fascinating read. If you fancy starting your weekends with an informal cuppa and a chat, head to the Facebook page, that's at Screenless Pod, and join the Creative Cuppa group. It's between 9 and 9.30am and a nice way to start Fridays with a cuppa and some friendly faces. There's no agenda, just a friendly natter really. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, be an awesome human and tell someone about it. Or share it on the socials or leave a review. Or all of them. Ta. Until next time, thank you for joining me for a cuppa. <laughs>